Welcome everyone to podcast episode number 78 of Calling It the Power Ring. I am your co-host, Matt Turner. With me as always, my good buddy, my tag partner, Keith Lugold, the one and only, the Green Lantern himself, Andy Hedder. Hello, how's it going? I, I, look at that, I started getting beeps right away. We were talking before the show, no beeps. Start the show, and I turned that off and it won't turn off on my computer. So I don't he's know. A what popular, to do. He's a popular guy here. Yeah, it's it's like it's notifications from websites and stuff, and I'm like, turned it off twice, and it still pops up. So if anyone knows how to turn off that thing on Windows 10, what a website news, please let me know because I I can't figure it out. <laughs> but anyway, I'm doing good other than that. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm gonna jump right into it. I get to watch a lot of cool things during the week that we record on this podcast. The coolest thing that I was able to watch actually was not wrestling. It was, and we talked about it a little bit before the, the show, was I got caught up on all the DCCW stuff. Wow. And, and there is, what, four uh, shows right now going on? There's, uh, well, I don't watch Black Lightning, but I think, uh, I don't watch, uh, but there's Batwoman, Supergirl, Flash, and Green Arrow. So there's, uh, there's four. Okay. So, yeah. Because Legends of Tomorrow stopped, right? Legends of Tomorrow stopped, but from what I understand, Legends of Tomorrow will be back in about a month, and I'll get to that in just a few moments. So... One of the reasons why, well, one, I was able to get caught up with those off a few days for the Thanksgiving holiday, but I wanted to get caught up because Sunday, Crisis on Infinite Earth starts. So, now here's the weird thing about it. So I, I wanted to make sure, I mean, they they plugged the heck out of this. They must show three or four different trailers during all these shows. I don't know why. It's not in the DC comics. I don't know why they wouldn't solicit it in the DC comics. Yeah. They put that in for Flash or Supergirl or before Batwoman was starting. And put something like that, but then, I mean, there's tons of trailers, so I'm a fan of hype. Nothing going on Sunday, no wrestling, uh, you know, no pay per views. I'm definitely tuning in for this because this is like the second or third crossover they had. Now, the one they had last year was Crisis on Earth X, and that was great because that gave you the teaser of the Psycho Pirate, okay. who's a bit, who's a big to do in Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I'm like, man, I gotta wait a year for this. Well, the wait is over, sir. The wait is over. So this starts Sunday. So what I did is I went through my DVR to make sure everything was gonna be being recorded so it didn't miss anything just in case it was called something different and the DVR didn't pick up on it now there's two things I noticed one is after each episode they're doing a wrap up kind of like what they uh, do on The Walking Dead mm-hmm. and the wrap up episode is hosted by Kevin Smith so obviously I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan so I'm like man so after the show it was going to be Kevin Smith wrapping up each episode mm-hmm. however I also now they keep saying it's a, it's a five part crossover five part crossover so I figured this would go Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday, right? If that's what you would figure. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Sunday it's recording, Monday it's recording, Wednesday it's not record, it's recording. Nothing on Thursday, nothing on Friday. You know, uh, it was uh, nothing on Wednesday, nothing on Thursday, nothing on Friday. So that's just really weird. So then I found out through another podcast I listened to is they're showing the first three episodes taking a month off for Legends of Tomorrow to come back, and then they're doing episodes four and five. And I'm like, oh man. You mean I gotta wait a month after three hours of this? Yeah. Well, hey, well, you want to know what happens? We'll tell you in a month. That's like reading yeah. a comic. Well, the way that I look at it is, this literally is. I mean, anybody that watches the multimedia stuff of comics, which obviously we you do, you know, do have done and will continue to do. A lot of people always complain the Marvel stuff, as far as the big screen, is way better than DC stuff. And, yes. and, and you can't dispute that. No. And I do like a lot of the stuff that DC stuff gets crapped on, I, I generally do like. I think Suicide Squad was as bad as I thought, as everyone made it out to be. Same thing with you know, Superman, Superman, Batman. But anywho, 
but the Marvel stuff is obviously A+. We've gone over that now, but the CW DC stuff is terrific. I, you know, it's really, really, before I fell off, I thought it was really good. I, I, I loved The Flash. That was my favorite show. Seasons 1 of Arrow was good. 2 I thought was really good. 3 was still good, and then it kind of fell off for me. And I, I really enjoyed Supergirl. And Legends yeah. of Tomorrow, the first season. I watched that. So, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you a, a, a quick catch-up here. Because, I, I guess, I, I'm not going to go through everything that's going on in the shows. Just the just the yeah. kinds of stuff, because I can literally be here until until tomorrow. But anywho, so the, the I mean, if everybody likes the, what Marvel's doing on the big screen, how they're tying everything in, this is what they're doing with DC. So it's just like, when I first thought, I'm like, man, we got to wait a month, you know, after episodes one, two, and three. And I'm like, well, you had to wait a year from Infinity War to Endgame, because this literally is their Infinity War. It's their Infinity Gauntlet. It's, it is their Endgame. Marvel, one of their biggest stories that they've done in the last 30 years was, you know, the, the Infinity Saga. Obviously, you know, with Thanos, and that's what they build up. Where I, I don't think you've ever read Crisis, have you? The, you know, I I have the the, the old the eighty one where Supergirl dies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have it. I mean, let me. I think I do, but I don't. I don't know if I ever read that. Let me see, because I think well, I brought I mean, the trade. Uh, I'm looking over at my wall yeah. of books now. It's Marv Wolven and, and George Perez. It came out in eighty five. It was a twelve inch, a twelve issue mini. You know. You know what? I don't think I do have it. I'm, I'm oh man, I got. I'm gonna. I get. I get to send it to you for Christmas. I'm gonna have to buy it on Amazon. I'm gonna make sure. I'm, I'm looking at my shelf, and I can't read everything. But I, th- I thought I did have it. Maybe I don't. Anyway. I think I have one issue. Anyway, yeah. So. Anyway, Continue. if you don't have it, let me know because I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you Christmas present. So that that'll be that. That'll be perfect. Anywho, so it's like, well, Crisis on Infinite Earths is is pretty much the definitive DC crossover. So it's just like, well, if you remember the first episode of The Flash. They tease it at the end, at the very end, where uh, they show the newspaper clipping, which is Flash dies in crisis. I'm like, are they teasing crisis on Infinite Earth? And they literally been building this up the whole entire time. Now, like I said, I'm just going to go through the bullet points. Okay. okay. So, so Supergirl is basically what happened with the, the big tie-in with with, uh, with Super. First of all, most of the fantastic as Supergirl. She always leads these crossovers. You know, to me, she's like the uh, the unofficial leader of, of of the team, just like how I think Tony Stark in the movies is the unofficial leader of the Avengers. So, you know she's going to play a big, uh, prominent role, plus of all the big heroes on the show, she's the most powerful. So, mm-hmm. she really hasn't been doing anything other than just being awesome, nothing really big. So, earlier in the season, Martian Manhunter's brother had the big heel-turned brother, and Martian Manhunter, John Jones, not the UFC fighter, he had the opportunity to put his brother away, but instead of putting his brother away, he did something more... Uh, Noble, where he basically turned him face and he's going to help them fight the cause. Well, the Monitor, who sees all and controls time and space and all the Earths, he basically saw him doing this and he said, okay, that I only turned your brother against you as a test. You are now worthy. Mm. So I was like, oh, so that whole entire thing was just a test. Okay, so now Batwoman, there's literally nothing going on with the crisis. I just know from the trailer they showed her, and she just said, uh, they showed her as Kate Kane, she goes, let's just save the universe. So, uh, you don't need anything to know about Batwoman, except that it's just a really, really good show. So, okay, so let's go over to Arrow. So, about a month or so ago, about three or four episodes ago on Arrow, uh, Black Canary, who's 
the who's on Earth two, her Earth got wiped out. Now, now and on Earth two, Black Canary, that's not the regular. That's, that's Laurel Lance. That's the one that was in the first two episodes. In the first two seasons, she got killed in season three. Yeah. And she came. She came back to life on Earth two. Oh, okay. So, okay. So I don't know if there was a different. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you want to? This was a doppelganger from Earth two. Because what's so, her name? Her sister is the White Canary, right? Yeah. Who's on Legends? Who's on Legends of Tomorrow? Okay. Sarah Lance. Yes. So what's happening on Arrow is about three or four episodes ago, they wiped out Earth 2, Black Canary is on Earth 1, our Earth, and she, the Bonner basically says, I can bring back Earth 2 because I can control space and time so you have to betray Oliver Queen. So mm. she's like, okay, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and the time to do it happen, comes to happen, and she's like, I can't do it, I can't betray Oliver Queen because he's like a big savior, he's going to be one of the big people that helps us fight in crisis. The Bonner goes... That was all a test. I can't bring back Earth 2 because the anti-monitor used the white wall of antimatter to get rid of it. You are now worthy. So I'm sitting here thinking, man, in the Marvel Universe, if you're worthy, you get to hold the hammer. That's yeah. pretty cool. In the DC Universe, if you're worthy, you get to fight in a fight that you're not going to win. Yeah. Oh, great, you know? Unless <laughs> so, there maybe, maybe this is somehow going to bring in uh, the Lantern Corps. It's a possibility. It's, it's a possibility. I, I have Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's literally been sitting uh, in my car for the past maybe six weeks. And I literally just kind of stumped through it. Kind of just go through just to yeah. kind of get me. me from, oh, you know, oh, let me back up. I'm going all over the place here. So on Supergirl as well. Now, last season, John Cryer, who played Lex Luthor, he got shot and got killed. But then they showed that he went to like a, like a, an outer space jail. Nobody knew he was there. It's like, oh, you know, that's going to play out. So they keep talking about... Lex this and Lex that and Lex died and his last words told Lena Luther his sister that Kara was Supergirl and that helped that made her turn you know turn evil mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. so now in the book Crisis on Infinite Earths Lex Luther is Alexander Luther and he's a he's a big baby face he actually helps he figures out the calculations to help save to help save the multiverse yeah because it so is a little Superboy's bad right yeah well uh well, that's actually Infinite Crisis then, was with Superboy Prime. Yeah, that's what they're Infinite Crisis. Yeah. So, anywho, so the last scene they show for Supergirl is the monitor goes to the satellite where Lex Luthor is being held, and he goes, We need you for the fight. It's time for you to be a hero. Mm -hmm. And in typical, and I'm thinking in my head, Well, that's what he was, because he was, you know, he was from Earth 3, and he was a hero in the book. But obviously, they have to swing a little different way. In typical Lex Luthor fashion, he goes, Huh, I was always the hero. <laughs> I was like, Oh, man, that's perfect. So, also, they, what they're doing on Arrow is about, uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast about four or five episodes ago, is they merged uh, the Earth that Oliver's kids were on, which I thought was just in the future, mm -hmm. so he can see his kids grow up, but because Oliver is, going, is more likely going to sacrifice himself in the crisis, is that it was a favor for the monitor, it was a thank you, like the monitor gave Oliver, that he's going to fight with his kids and see his kids grow up. So, what happens is the last episode of Arrow... Black Canary and Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, are basically like Groundhog Day. It's the same thing over and over and over again until they figure out what they need to do. Hmm. They wake up from Groundhog Day and they're put back on the island, if you remember from the first yeah. two seasons. And then the monitor says, I need you to help me build a weapon on, on the island, and I put you on the island uh, as a test. So now you're thinking, all this stuff that's been happening on the CW shows, is it all been a test from the monitor? And it very well could be so. And then the Flash, really nothing. It's basically they're just kind of going through like the villain. Like they did a, a Dark Flash, uh, where it's basically Flash also has like Venom powers, which is cool. But okay. they're like, all right, get get to the big bad, get to the big thing. Yeah. Because the Flash is the most pomp. Like 
Crisis on Infinite Earths, if anybody's story, it's the Flash story. And we all know yeah. Barry is going to die if they're going to follow, you know, one, what they've done five years ago on the Flash, and if they're going to follow the story. So the only thing is, on, on the end, the last few seconds of each episode, they show the same thing over and over, where Harrison Wells, or he's, now he's playing Nash Wells, he's like an Indiana Jones type thing. Okay. He found where the monitor's layer is, and he basically sees all these symbols come into play. He presses the symbol, and the white wall of antimatter that vanishes them. Now, when I first sat on Supergirl, I'm like, that's weird. He's a Flash character. What was he doing on Supergirl? Then it showed up on Batwoman. Then it showed up on Arrow. Then it showed up on Flash. And it's the same scene over and over again. I'm like, well, they're shoving that down our throat, so that has to mean something. So, and then not only that, but then when when every when it's getting down to the last like 90 seconds of the shows, everybody looks up at the sky and it turns into the red sky. Which anything, any of the Crisis crossovers in the comics, whether obviously Crisis on Infinite Earths was the first one, mm-hmm. uh, then there was Identity Crisis. Um, Infinite Crisis. Was there another one? That yeah, I I, uh, well, oh, what's that other one? That was it was like Crisis something something. Well, uh, anywho, yeah. so whenever the crisis is about to start, the the skies turn red. So the skies are red in the, super, the Supergirl verse, the Batwoman verse, Arrow verse, and Flash verse. So oh. like, well, here we go. We're getting we're getting ready for we're getting ready for Sunday. And and you know that's pretty cool. But you know, like back when they wrote Crisis, the whole thing was there was all these different multiverses. DC said, let's just put all the heroes in one world one one universe you know so make it nice and easy to follow i mean eventually you know they had the multiverse again but maybe that's what the show's doing because you know how supergirl lives in her own universe and then the portal to flash's universe maybe that's like they're all on earth prime when this is all said and done yeah that's basically what the what the yeah exactly what the crisis on infinite there it's crisis on infinite earth easy for me to say i've only said a hundred times this week uh that's basically yeah, exactly what the comic is a bit wiped out the entire multiverse and everybody was on one earth so yeah. I didn't even think about that but you're probably right Martin everybody's going to be and on put Black Lightning earth. in the same world that Arrow's in and Supergirl and all that yeah. and Batman so, it's, it's yeah, easy so then, you know? yeah you may see Jay Garrick Flash you know teaming up with Supergirl for like half an, half an episode I'm like yeah that'd be cool yeah I, I seen something about they're bringing the Justice Society in this and I was like oh, it kind of makes sense so and who knows what they can bring in? Because people are like, oh, they're not going to use Batman because of the movie. I'm like, well, they're using Superman. They're going to make a Superman movie. So that theory is out the window, you know? Yeah, but what I understand is you're going to see three Superman on here. You're going to see Brandon Ralph's Superman from Superman Returns. Yeah. It's funny because he plays, obviously, the um, guy in Legend tomorrow, uh, Adam. And then you're going to see the Superman that's been on Supergirl for a, a handful of episodes. I forget what his name is. Yeah, me too. He's on. He's only been on a. He, he's good, but obviously Melissa Benoit outshines him one because she's excellent to her show. And then you're going to see Tom Welling, the Smallville. As, yeah, that's uh, pretty as cool. Superman. And then there's a lot, a lot of uh, Easter eggs too. Like Lynn Carter is going to be in it. Burt Ward, who's Robin in the '60s, is going to be in it. So, and there's a Michael Keaton picture. So, like, it's it's cool that they're treating like, every DC show movie that ever happened existed in a in a different multiverse in the yeah, the CW universe. If that makes sense. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm super excited for it. Again, I'm pretty sure you can watch it for free on the CW app. Again, you do not, just like the Marvel movies, you really don't need to watch every one to really fully understand. Yeah. But it's just, you know, I basically kind of gave you a rundown of what's going on. So, obviously, when we record next week, I will give you the first three episodes oh, of what, cool. I, what I thought and what I think is going to happen. So. And, and a spoiler alert from a comic that's been out for 30 years, uh, Flash and Supergirl both die on Crisis, so... Wonder if they'll, they'll kill them both. I don't know. Well, Barry Allen does, and then Wally West takes over from there. 
Yep, and then they bring Barry. Now, does Barry come back at Jeff Johns' run? Well? Yep. Did Mark Way do the return of Barry? No, out? no. He, I think he did that after the Jeff Johns, like when Jeff Johns wrote uh, Flash Rebirth, and then Mark Way took over after because Jeff yeah, Johns was right. on Flash for a while, and then Mark run or Mark Way did a couple years, and then Jeff Johns wrote uh, uh, Green Lantern Rebirth. So. Now, do you remember? Jeff Johns explains where Barry Allen was for those 30 years. You remember Barry Allen said? No, I forget. Now, folks, it's Christmas time, right? My wife does 99% of the shopping, so I gotta, I gotta be on uh, not just Santa's good list, but Amber's good list. So, <laughs> the Flash. Now, these are shows obviously I watch with. I watch with my wife, especially she loves Flash. Flash was where he was trapped in the. Everyone thought he was dead, but when he came back, he said he was trapped in a different part of the Speed Force for 30 years, and for 30 years he didn't sleep. He didn't eat, he didn't stop because he knew he had to get back to Iris. So I told my wife I would totally do that for her. And she knew right away, she said, you're just sucking up because you know I'm buying Christmas gifts. So. <laughs> That's funny. Dang it. You oh, know? man. Trying to get that WrestleFest arcade game. Yeah, you know? hey. Oh, man. <laughs> and that, that ain't cheap. <laughs> no, she says she looks every year. So I told her, I said, you can just buy the, you know, the, the Street Fighter yeah. one and then get that. Yeah, raspberry pie yeah, yeah, you can mod it and put everything in it. I, I, I seen one time, I remember, I was, when I was younger, there was an arcade that was selling WrestleFest locally, and it said 600 bucks. I was like, wow. Like, at the time, I was 14, so I didn't have 600 bucks, but imagine <laughs> now, 600 quarters? bucks, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. How many quarters are in your piggy bank? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I got like $15 and feel like I'm rich, so... Yeah, that's a lot of sidewalks you have to shovel, sir. So I talked about for quite a bit. Where do you, where do you want to be on comics? You want to go? We well, said Marvel course? movies, so let's go right into that. Did you see the Black Widow trailer? I sure did, and you know what? It was great. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I don't know how much I can get excited for Marvel movies and Marvel trailers after what like happened over the last like two years with Endgame and Infinity War and Captain Marvel. Will I see it? Absolutely. Will I see opening night? Absolutely. Well, I spent $35 on the limited edition Steelbook <laughs> Blu-ray, the best buy has. Absolutely. But it's just like, I watched my car. That's cool. Yeah, it looks, I think it looks great. I, the only thing I don't, Taskmaster's, Taskmaster's helmet, mask thing looks a little wonky. Looks like he's wearing like a motorcycle helmet. But other than that, it's cool. Uh, I forget the blonde-haired uh, Black Widow's name, Yelena Bassanova or something like that. She's in it. And it doesn't really say when it takes place. So, But I mean, she, all she dies in Endgame. But who knows? Maybe it's a clone or who knows? But this Red is, the, yeah, he looks cool. Uh, it is the start of the four, phase four for Marvel, so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it. I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta see it, but I'll definitely see it. And then yeah, it was supposed to be not to cut you off. It's supposed to be a Ghostbusters trailer that came out this week, but I didn't hear anything yet for the new movie. I, I thought as I was waiting for you to jump on the Skype, I thought I saw something pop up on my Facebook feed. I could be mistaken. I, the only thing I seen was the thing, it, it, the news article that it's coming this week. But like, I'm on YouTube, and you think it would come right up on the uh you know like the top videos and there's nothing yet so and it's called ghostbusters afterlife that's the official uh word for it but there's no it's just trailer news so far so it's like oh well trailer date it's like oh god it's funny all the clickbait sites are like it's official the original cast will reunite and i'm like well you can't get harold raymond's back yeah yeah and then they're like the original cast that's still around but i guess like Paul Rudd's going to kind of fill in the Harold Ramis spot, which is, you know, it, to me, it, it, you're going to get a substitute because you have to. Yeah. 
for cir- for circumstances beyond our control, I think that's a pretty darn good one. Yeah, that ain't bad at all. Maybe he's like Egon's cousin or something like that, you know? Or, or he was working with Egon and blah, blah, blah. Because I'm assuming they're going to mention that Egon died, you know, even though how Rantmus died. But you know what I'm saying. In this universe, Egon passed away and, I don't know, I'm sure one of his kids, he had a kid, or he has some kind of family relative that's one of the new Ghostbusters. Maybe that's his kid. Yeah, Paul Ma- Rudd. yeah maybe Paul, Paul Rudd's his kid. Yeah, yeah, Paul, <laughs> Paul Rudd could be 20 or 50. Who knows? <laughs> he still looks the same way in Ant-Man as he did in Clueless. Yeah, which is so. insane. And Clueless came out like 95. <laughs> and Ant-Man came out two years ago, three years ago. So, yeah, good, good for Paul Rudd. But I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about Black Widow. It looks good. Did they say I go back to the Ghostbusters? And you know, I know it's coming out next year. Is it like spring or? I don't think they really announced. I guess the trailer would probably say. As far as now, all the only news is like the trailer is coming. Oh, put the trailer out so we know a little bit more. And there's like one that one scene of Paul Rudd holding a ghost trap, or a picture rather. So yeah, that's it. Move on to the yeah, next. Yeah, but that's coming out. That's that's it for Maya. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I heard the uh, Harley Quinn cartoon is very good, but uh, I don't have DC Universe, and I don't really want to get it. So I'll wait till the Blu-ray comes out because someone told me the uh, Teen Titans show that's on there is. I don't know what it's called. If it's called Teen Titans, that that's out on Blu-ray. So I'll wait. I'll get it. Here it is: the Ghostbusters official Facebook page. Uh, Ghostbusters arriving summer 2020 trailer oh. Monday. Oh, they, oh, they pushed them because it was this week, and now it's Monday. So, no, we'll see then. I'm excited yeah, for there, it. There you go. But yeah, going back to the Harley Quinn stuff, yeah, that's, uh, that's, I, I heard that that's been pretty good. Um, and the, and the Titan stuff on the DC yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, really good. and there was another show that was on there that got released on Blu-ray. I forget what it Doom, was. Was it Doom Patrol? Yeah, it was Doom Patrol, yes. Which I know, I know nothing about. I never read a Doom Patrol comic in my life, so I wasn't really too interested in that. Yeah, I heard that was great. So I laughed. What's what is that? Is that nine ninety nine or, or do they bump that down to six ninety nine? You know what? I have buses? I have no idea. I know it isn't doing so hot. So they might they might have bumped it down. I'd assume it's ten. Usually everything starts at ten, but I, I don't know. It's just too much, man. It's yeah, you can't you can't have you know twelve streaming apps. You know you're not gonna be able to watch all that. You'd have to just watch apps all day. Yeah, that darn work stuff and sleep gets in our yeah, way. Yeah, you, gotta, you, you kind of have to do that. But that's it. I guess we'll go right into comics. I'm right. I'm right on Newsarama. Sure. And I seen uh, the, there's a yet another X Men book called Hellions. Did you see this at all? They, they're like they're slowly. Really, they're really milking this. Yeah, they were slowly announcing the characters. And this team, it started off good, but then it's, it's a real flop. So they start off and get the they do the gimmick where they'd show one person and the rest would be blacked out, kind of like uh, who's gonna wrestle tonight? Who's gonna be the mystery tag partner? And it was Psylocke first. And then Havoc. So I'm like, all right, this might be pretty good. And then there's like one guy looks like an egg, and the other guy's like, what's that saber tooth? And one guy looks like a robot. And it's like, Mr. Sinister, okay, I'm with you. Then there's one character called Nanny, and I think that's the egg guy. And I'm like, well, who? Then there's Orphan Maker, and then Harpoon. And I'm like, um, he lost me. <laughs> like, what? And then there's Wild Child, is the saber tooth looking character. I'm like, who? Like I like Psylocke, but like I'm gonna get. I got that Fallen Angels book, but I haven't read yet. But I, I'm not gonna get this. I mean, who is this for? I mean, come on. Is Jeff Johns or Stan Lee writing it? No, it's a. That I will not be giving. Yeah, it. a guy named <laughs> Zeb Wells. I've never heard oh, of him. Yeah, he's actually a really good writer. And then uh, yeah, I'm guessing and art from Stephen Segovia, not Sokovia, like the Sokovia Accords. So I mean, the art looks good, but I, I'm I'm skipping this one. <laughs> like. I 
think I'm say Steven Seagal. Yeah, what if it is Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal's daughter, though, uh, getting the try out at NXT. I hope it's good for her. <laughs> I hope she does Steven Seagal's gimmick. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then her mother is Kelly LeBron. She was an actress in the 80s and 90s. She used to do the brute commercials. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, she, she, looks, <laughs> she looks like she's pretty big, too. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But that's... Uh, I want to talk about that because I, I seen that, but there wasn't much, a lot of comic news recently. I seen something where it's a uh, Tom Tom Holland was drunk when he saved Spider Man, made a, a phone call to Sony or Marvel when he was drunk, saying to keep the deal going. <laughs> Which was that's, that? Now was that real or is that just a joke? I don't know. It's it's on a couple of sites, so I, th- I think it's I think it's legit here. Uh, blah blah blah. He's, he's, I want to say it's entirely my doing. Holland said of the deal with Spider-Man to remain in the MCU. We were at some expo and the news had come out. I was devastated. All my Marvel friends were there taking Marvel pictures, and I was not allowed to be with them. It was awful. <laughs> and anyway, he goes two or three days later. My family are at a pub. I'm three pints in. I haven't eaten much. I get a phone call from unknown number. I'm like, I think this is Bob Iger, but I'm drunk. I basically said thank you for the opportunity and he said there is a world in which we can make this work there were a bunch of phone calls back and forth with Sony's Tom Rothman in the process so he said he was drunk and he started talking to him so who knows but I, you know the deal was going to get worked out no matter what because why leave that much we money on the table yeah because of money yeah shocker <laughs> <laughs> who, is a, who is a Spider-Man villain <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> and he was in the last one which I still haven't watched yet um, Far From Home Really? Yeah. I That's really good. I didn't get to see that, and I, I didn't get to see Dark Phoenix. I know on Black Friday they were both like seven dollars, but I totally forgot about Blueberries on Black Friday, and I missed out. So, oh. You were buying TVs. Yeah. Did you uh, get a chance to play Devil May Cry? 5 no, yet? no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to play any of the games I, I got because I'm still on Pokemon. So, like, I don't want to start a new game and then not finish all I like to finish a game. So, probably won't get to it for a little bit yet. But I have it, and then it's there. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So, what, um, any other news there, sir? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you're getting towards the end of the year here. We're about three weeks away from Christmas, so. Yeah, they're probably not going to announce too much. Did you see the, uh, all the different covers for Wonder Woman 750, the big, uh, one-shot thing, thing, thing that's coming out? I did not. I did see J. Scott Campbell is doing three, uh, different Wonder Woman yeah. covers. Yeah, they're doing the gimmick, like, with that Superman, uh, what was Action Comics 1000, where it's all the different years from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and up. They're doing yes. the same thing with Wonder Woman, so. It looks oh, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I, I, the, I might get the J. Scott one. That's the 60s Wonder Woman. She had the Mod Squad, but then Jim Lee's doing the, the current Wonder Woman. So I'll probably go with the Jim Lee one because it is a $10 book, so I don't think I'll be getting too many of the variants. Probably just one. Yeah. And Jim, I mean, it is Jim Lee. Yeah. I think there's... I know J. Scott Campbell is doing, like, one retailer, but he's doing two you can only order on his website. Oh, okay. So I'm constantly getting emails. Well, maybe I'll forward the email over here so this way uh, you can take a look and then they give you a code for, like, 15% off get it have it signed CG seed or just regularly sent to you yeah okay and then there's an art germ one and there's a cool thing that he's doing where it's an art germ one but it's not his paint style it's like a old school comic style like the 70s one like that one looks really nice I might get that Adam Hughes is doing one uh, Brian Boland's doing the 90s one so and, and Jenny Fryson's doing like the 40s so there's a lot of cool ones but at $10 a book I ain't, ain't getting I ain't getting more George, it's too bad George Perez is retired I think they actually he's doing the 80s one let me click on it right here He's, he's, he's the one of the guys who's retired like Terry Funk. He retired, but sometimes he comes back, you know? <laughs> let me let me go right here and click. Yes, he, he is doing the 80s. When that was it stock art that he had done, it may be. It's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you want your George Perez, that is the 80s uh, cover. 
I just forward you over the email of the JSTAC. Oh, okay, cool. There you go, sir. Nice. That'd be a nice one to, uh, at the con to get and have him sign. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's uh, a yeah, good, good dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a real, real cool guy. There's really not like I'm on uh, Newsarama and like there's like no real comic news. Like I heard something. I think that was Longbox Hero said that uh, somebody leaked the whole issue of uh, Donny Kate's Thor. <laughs> did, you, did you hear that? No, but I, I'll obviously pick that up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna look. The, I, I'll wait till the book comes out. It's only next month. But yeah, somebody leaked it out, but there was a watermark on it. So every page had the watermark, and the watermark is unique to each dealer. So they're going to figure out who leaked it. <laughs> you know, they went, oh, that was, uh, you know, Joe Blow Comics in uh, Pawtucket, Kentucky. So I guess they won't be getting preview issues anytime soon. <laughs> We're going to go check. Yeah. Well, if it's up there, we can go to what we read. For this yeah, time. go ahead. A new start, because I, I really have to blow my nose here, and the teachers are next to me. <laughs> so, All right. right well, it, my, my bill was $30.04. Past week. That's how that, I, they were. That ain't bad at all. Yeah, it was a very light week. But I know that. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of light weeks. And then I got my full list because they, they redo the list like once every six weeks. And I realized I'm just not getting a lot of books. I think just between time, money, and there's just really not a lot of books that are blowing my socks off. Yeah, and, and, and DC is officially now one issue a month. So. Yeah, I've done the two yeah, issues. Only, it was. I'll go through it. So I had well. First of all, I got kind of on Captain Marvel. Did you read the Evil Dark Carol? No, no. I, I read when I first started, but I I have I think I have two issues to read. Yeah, I read eleven and twelve. I won't ruin it for you, but basically, uh, Carol is like it's like dark. I think she's called like the Dark Avenger, and like the whole issue twelve. It's a quick read. It's just her fighting Thor. Oh. It's awesome because it's like you have evil pissed off Carol versus Thor for crying out loud. So yeah. But, um, okay, so Spider-Man B+, uh, Peter's sister, Teresa, needs Peter's help to track down the chameleon. And Lila, who is uh, Miguel O'Hare, Spider-Man 2099's AI, comes in 2019 to warn Peter of Doctor Doom 2099 coming in. So, again, they, I believe, you know, next year they're probably going to the big 2099. Yeah, the tie uh, Daredevil B, this was uh, one of the weaker issues of Chip Zdarsky run. It's basically just Hammerhead gets out of jail. And he enters Hell's Kitchen. So I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, at least uh, Daredevil will have a different villain to, to fight other than Wilson Fisk. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Uh, I was super pumped to get this. Uh, it's, I, I, I gave him an A minus. It was Thor worthy. It was uh, Walt Simonson wrote one of the short stories. Oh, it's one shot. Yeah, I thought it was something to do with the story. It was going to be tie in. I knew it was, I, I was just told. Uh, Thor, Walt Simonson. I'm like, sign me up. Don't get nothing to do with anything that was going on. You do not have to get it. It was, I still think it was only a three ninety. Oh no, it was a four ninety nine book. It was worth my five dollars. Don't get me wrong. But basically, three short stories featuring Thor, Lady Thor, Beta Rayville, and Lady Sith. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was. It was just a fun read. No. But I, I, I thought some, it was going to be a big time, and it wasn't. So yeah. I was a little disappointed there. But then I was not disappointed because all three stories are really good. Oh, okay. Now, I seen the thing I clicked on earlier today, and it said, Wonder Woman and Superman, a Thor book. I'm like, what? So I clicked on it, and there's one scene in one of them stories where they're saying about how there's worthy people all across different universes. And if you remember Justice League vs. Avengers, they all get Thor's hammer in that. And uh, there's like five, six panels, and it shows like, you know, Thor and, and, and uh, Jane Foster and stuff. And then it shows like a guy with black hair, but it's kind of like real dark, and it's Superman because it's like red. And then it shows Wonder Woman, but you only see like her, her, her hip with her lasso on it and part of her boot, and she's holding the hammer. I was like, that's kind of cool. 
Was that in the store? Yes. Yeah, you have to go back and how check did, it out. There, there's how, a, did I, how did I miss that? There's a uh, a panel. It's a like it's the top of the page, and there's like six or seven like pictures of people that and they're, they're talking about whoever's worthy, and of course, so it's Thor and Better Ray Bill, and then the last two, Superman and Wonder Woman. The Superman one is a little like stretching it, but the Wonder Woman you clearly see her last on her boot. I have no idea. You didn't even read that in your education. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So just uh, open that back up, just page through, and check that out. I definitely will do. I will do that tomorrow as I'm going to the movies uh, tonight. No. So, uh, Web of Black Widow. I, to me, I think this is just okay. B plus. It's basically Natasha keeps running into her exes in this issue. She runs into Matt Murdock. She runs into Cliff Barton. And I'm like, oh, okay, she's just running into her former lovers from the comic book universe. And really nothing happens. So it's fun, uh-huh. funny, but it's like, well, it's only, yeah, I think this is issue four, one more issue to go. Yeah. So uh, it is what it is. I can see her getting uh, an ongoing now with the movie coming out. But who, yeah, who would write it, though? How about Gail Simone? Kelly Thompson. Yeah, oh, Kelly Thompson. Yeah, Kelly Thompson. She's busy. Yeah. Or, yeah, Gail Simone would be great. Jason Aaron. Gr- yeah. Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Cindy of Grey and Jonathan Hickman. It, X-Men. Solid A. I know you're getting this, so mm-hmm. I will not spoil it. Yeah, three edition two. Okay. Yeah, this was issue three. Krakoa yeah. is alive and needs some loving, too. Dog. Oh, boy. Oh, my. Yeah. Big island. Uh... Batman. Now, my book of the week, hands down, not even close, Batman. It's an A-plus. So, I'm going to try to tip-throw spoilers here, but basically Reverse Flash shows up. I'm like, well, that makes sense, because Flashpoint Batman is like the, the, the like, kind of like the side villain in this, and he shows Thomas Wayne all the different timelines of Bruce's life after he was murdered. Oh. Remember, at the Flashpoint universe, it was Bruce that was shot, not, not Martha and Thomas. Yeah. Uh, and then he basically tells Thomas that I need to, or Thomas says, I need you to show me more. And he goes, I really can't because I'm really busy. He goes, busy doing what? And uh, Eobar, Reverse Flash, goes, I'm chasing down a button. And I was like, wait a minute. Remember mm. from the button crossover? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then they fast oh. forward to what happens today. And uh, Bruce, or Thomas gives Bruce a sound advice. So. Oh. Yeah, I have to, I'm so behind on Batman. It's like, oh boy. But the, uh, one thing about Tom King issues, they're very quick to get through, so you can just kind of boop, boop, you get right through them. Yes, sir. How about you, sir? Did you read anything? Yeah, well, yeah, I still, I obviously didn't get this week's books, but I did read a couple from the past couple weeks. So, I, I read, uh, I know we haven't been getting the Green Lantern series because it's just, it's not good. Uh, I did pick up Green Lantern Black Stars. Did you see this? It's, it's only three issues, and, you know, it's kind of bridging, I guess... Grant Morrison is going to be off the book and somebody else is going to start. They, they didn't announce anything yet. No news on that. But uh, it, it's written by Grant Morrison, art by Zermanko. So, oh, it's really good. But, man, this this is just like the Green Lantern book. It is. It's terrible. <laughs> it's out there. And, and something like, I guess, whatever happened in his book, the Green Lantern Corps got erased. And now there's, like, black stars that are kind of like space cops, kind of like the Green Lantern, but they have suits and stuff. But the whole thing, it's almost like it's written by the Ultimate Warrior because it makes... <laughs> No sense, and there's a there's a part here, and I want I wanted to read what this there's a character named Beazelbeth, which that's a cool name, and uh, just the way that they talk, it's like who who is this written for? Like, so she she sees these people here, and she goes, "We lay claim to this ugly refuge, Dump and Moo's name. It is understood. You cannot leave this place. Your choice, therefore, is to oppose us and be annihilated once and for all, or to join us." It's like. Okay, and it's like, where, where she goes, where's, where's the one, it's, it's, yeah, I have no soul, they all say it's one of my most attractive features, come closer you devils, you inbred demons of your small grand aristocracy of the weeping night eons, like, 
That sounds like the Ultimate Warrior talking. <laughs> like, this is your load of ship, ship up a rocket. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. And it's just like, I mean, the art's really good. And the whole thing is like they're trying to go to Owa to get people to join their Black Star thing. And then they then there's like some like demons on Owa. And then they finally try to recruit Mongol. And then they fight Mongol. And then they have to get married. And then there's some like this Moo guy. It's like God. And it's like... And then that, that was spoiled. The last page is how Jordan looking down at Earth, and it's like, what? And it's just, it makes next to zero sense. Like I know Grant Morrison sometimes when when he's good, he's good, but when he's off, it's it's off. So <laughs> like it's one issue. I don't even think I'm getting the error too because I was like, well maybe I'll read it and you know catch up and see where this is going. I think whoever takes over Green Lantern should act like uh, the Grant Morrison run never happened and <laughs> just totally ignore it because it's bad. I think sometimes she's too smart for her own good. Yeah, like when you start doing all them big words and like it, like I, I started reading that girl's voice and like like the warrior and I was like, okay, now it's kind of cool because the warrior doing some nonsensical promo. First elaboration. So it's like, ugh. anyway. Well, let's move on to something that was good and that's where's my book right here? X Force One. I know this came out a couple weeks ago, but written by Benjamin Pierce and art by Joshua Kassar, who I'm not familiar with. But Domino winds up missing, and the X-Men have to defend off a team of human mercenary assassins that attack Krakoa and seemingly kill Professor X. I'm spoiling because it's been out for a while, but they the whole thing is that they they uh, record the memories of all mutants and said that they can bring them back and stuff, so I'm not too upset by that at all. And then I'll go to a book that I wasn't thinking that was very good, but it, it turns out to be very good. I think it's the, my favorite of the X-Men books so far. I didn't read Fallen Angels, but I don't think it's going to top, and that's Marauders, written by Jerry Duggan and art by Matteo Lelui. And this is all about, it's kind of like a pirate X-Men, where X-Men meets pirates. Emma Frost wants Kitty Pride to become captain of a ship that will deliver all the uh, pharmaceuticals that the mutants are making for the humans to help the humans live longer, and then also rescue any mutants that are trapped where the humans or robots are, are preventing them from going to Krakoa gates. So it, it's basically that, and then the, she wants, Emma Frost wants uh, Kitty to work for the Hellfire Company. Basically, that's what it's called. I read issues one and two, and it is fantastic. It, it is so good. Kitty, Kitty Pride, she can't go through the Krakoa gate. She's the only mutant who can't for some reason, which is weird because she can walk through anything, but she can't walk through the gates. So that's just, a they, cool dynamic. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out why she can't walk through the gates. So she she sails a boat there, and then she gets drunk on the boat. So it's like kind of like the slow fall of Kitty Pride, like losing her mind, and she wants to be called Kate Pride now. And like, and then she finally gets there, and the Wolverine runs up to her, and he's like, "Did you bring it all?" And she's like, "Yes, I brought it all, Logan." And, he, and apparently, when you walk through the Krakoa gates, you can only bring your clothes. You can't bring like you know a bag of chips. So she gets whiskey and uh, ribs for <laughs> Wolverine, and then pomade. He's like. It shows like his note and it says, "Don't tell anyone about the pomade for my hair, hair and beard." And it's like, <laughs> that's funny. Whiskey and ribs and, and chips. And he's like, "Get every sandwich from the sandwich shop in Long Island. Fill a cooler as many as you can put in." So it's pretty cool they do that. And then uh, she first meets uh, Iceman, and then she gets Storm, and then they get Pyro because he's back and he doesn't know how he's back because the real Pyro's been dead. And then they kind of recruit Bishop, and it's like slowly like first she wears a red scarf and her. Her nose is all banged up because she tried to walk through the portal, like, thought she could, and she broke her nose, and she got a black eye from it. And then she, like, the issue two, she goes out and she buys, like, a red cape and then a red jacket, like a pirate jacket. So at the end of issue two, she kind of looks like a full-blown pirate. And then uh, she tells Emma Frost that she accepts uh, 
accepts her deal to be the captain of this ship. I forget what it's. I think the ship's called the Marauder, and then they're the Marauders. And then she gets her team together, and they're just gonna kind of be like a pirate X-Men. So it is really good. So I recommend the Marauders. And issue two came out on last week, the week before, so issue three will be out soon. But that's my favorite of the X-Men. I like that more than regular X-Men. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that would be my book of the week, even though I didn't really read any this week. And uh, avoid uh, Green Lantern Black Stars. <laughs> Unless you, you like go. the Grant Morrison run. I, 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 I gave it, what, two issues? And I was like, no, I can't take it. <laughs> hey, if you guys like it, good on you. Uh, yeah. You mean, yeah. If you like me, like, I love, again, I mean, we talked about it at Nas in this podcast. I think he's my all-time favorite Batman writer. I think his Batman run was, now he did have some misses, and they were some big misses, but most of his hits were home runs, but... Uh, and, you know, I like his stuff on uh, Superman. You know, the action stuff was pretty good as well. And if you ever listened to him interview, that uh, interview with him, I mean, he's just, he's so smart. He's so passionate about comics. And I think somebody was telling me somewhere up in the New England States, he was teaching a class on comics. I'm like, man. Oh, really? I, yeah. just, I just think, yeah, I missed a couple of years ago. But if you guys like it, tell us, you know, you know hit us up on the social media. Yeah. You know, tell us why, why you like it, you know, by, by all means, you know, more power to you. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, if you, if you like it, and I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you could, I don't. But hey, different, different strokes for different folks, you know. Yeah, hey, man, good on you. You know, buy more comics. Bottom line, you guys are buying it great. You know, not, yeah. not us, but hey, you guys are great. Somebody keep, is. Keep, yeah, keep supporting the medium. By yeah. all means, guys, keep supporting it. But that's that's about it for it's, it's a it's a light comic news week. So yeah, even light, you know, wrestling stuff. I mean, we're kind of just really. What, what? Um, is there, yeah, I mean, is, is there any other comic stuff that you uh, you want to go over, or do you want to just go into that wrap it up not, not, the rest not, of it? Not really. No, I guess we'll just go right into uh, wrestling. Uh, Marty Scroll officially done his contract with Ring of Honor, but he did agree to do one last show, and that will be the final battle pay-per-view, which is next Friday, where he'll be teaming with Flip Gordon. I forget who they're taking on. I keep forgetting. But uh, that's his last show, but he is available to sign anywhere else. But I- I'm assuming he's going to go to AEW. What do you think? Well, I mean, I would like for his team to stay in Ring of Honor because they do need the firepower, but just, I just don't see that happening. Uh, I think the NXT is the place to go right now. I mean, or not NXT, AW. Even if it was to go to NXT, I think right now you, you kind of just get lost in the shuffle. As good as he is, I mean, they're, it's just absolutely loaded. You know, and they, you know, they brought back uh, Hero, uh, Cassius Ono, and Kushida came back. So it's just like, oh, just keep giving me more. So, yeah, I think uh, AEW would be the perfect fit for him. Not only that, but AEW right now has the... It's crazy, it's crazy to say. AEW's production is better than NXT. So, like, he's yeah. obviously the uh, the character of the villain, I think, would be in better lighting, yeah. if that makes any sense. Uh, right now, because what I understand is they're still going to be doing the full sale until March oh, okay. uh, 2020. So, it's just like, I think they, they got to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, you could do yeah. one show a month there, or whatever you be. Yeah, you got to go on the road with that, and then it just after if you're flipping back and forth, you're like, wow, that, that full scale looks small. I mean, it looks cool, but it looks small when you know AWs and arenas. But I, I think he's going to AW. They are teasing him on uh, being elite with the clock ticking, and every time a clock ticks, someone comes, somebody new comes to AW. And then at the end of Jericho's promo, when we get into the Wednesday night shows, he did yeah, say Marty, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll but he, it, so yeah, he did say Marty, but he didn't say the last name because they got cut off. Uh, yes, I do remember. And that. a lot of people are saying that they're gonna put Marty with the Butcher and the Blade, like they're his new villain, villain enterprises. That would make sense. Yeah, because they kind of all have that like you know old timey look and everything. So who knows? 
Yeah. So, so what did you think of uh, of AEW? I know you texted me right away. And you said the six man opener was fantastic. Oh yeah, that was that was so good. I thought yeah. it was kind of all downhill from there. See, I, I thought the show was, was was overall. I thought it was a great show. And then nothing, nothing topped that six man opener. I mean, That's everything was I mean, still pretty yeah. good. But uh, yeah, Dustin and the Bucks versus uh, Sammy Guerrero and uh, Proud and Powerful. That was a great match. You could ask for a better match. And Dustin looks phenomenal. Even my friend texted me. He's like, I'm watching AW. He's like, Dustin looks great. And I'm like, Yeah, I know. Like, he does that gimmick where he's like, Slow down, get winded. But I'm like, Man, that guy ain't get winded at all. But yeah, that that match was good. Chris Dan versus Hikaru Shida was very good. Even uh, people didn't really like it with the botch that uh, Christopher Daniels did. We went for the Arabian Press, and he fell down. But I thought that match was still pretty good. But Phoenix versus Trent Breda was better. That was the second match. And even Joey Janela versus Moxie was pretty good. Yeah, you know, I'll say this about both the shows. I think AEW was slightly better, and I think they slightly beat them out in the ratings. It looked like both those numbers yeah. came up a little bit from last week. I think they had, like, uh, yeah, 20, I was going to say, I think AEW had, like, 20,000 more than NXT. It wasn't a huge win, but it was, uh, you know, they were hit. And that's what, like, a lot of people keep asking, which one you pull for? It's like, I, I hope it goes back and forth. I like the fact that, like, you know, AEW won the, for the first month, and then NXT won two in a row, and then they barely won. I like the fact that it's this close. I don't want any, I, I just, I want both the shows to be great. But, like, the negative, and I'm trying to focus on the negative, I think the negative thing on these two shows is, like, you know when they announce a match or a match starts, you have a certain expectation of how good the match is going to be. And there was yeah. a handful of matches on both shows that were, like, Okay, that was good. By no means was it bad. It was good. It could have been great. For example, they show a watch of NXT, and they show Cassius Ohno, Chris Hero in the backstage, and I'm like, oh, here, you know, I, I'm gonna refer to Chris Hero. I don't care. Yeah. So they show here backstage, and he's just like, and he called himself the greatest British wrestler of all time, and I'm like, he's from Cleveland, Ohio, he's from Ohio, or whatever, right? Like, oh, whatever. He's on TV, and he's wearing an old. Andy Kaufman S T shirt yeah, seen that the, says seen the picture. Yeah, that says like world's uh, uh world's great uh, our wrestling genius. So he goes, I'm the knockout kid, I'm the wrestling dream genius, I'm uh, I'm the world's greatest British wrestler. So I'm like, Oh man, that that's awesome. So he's like, and I have an open challenge for anybody. So I was like, I don't think he can be wrestling Bruising, it's Chris Hero, he's great, he's on the TV. So he comes out and then Nigel's like, Yeah, I take offense to him being the greatest British wrestler of all time. <laughs> Then they start plugging that they're doing NXT UK versus NXT, and it's going to happen for Rumble weekend. I'm like, ah, oh, that's why there's no NXT show. They're probably just going to do that, which is fine. You'll, you know, you'll see, you know, Walter, Hero, Ilya Dragunov against the NXT guy. I'm like, hey, great, you know, I'll take it. I'm like, ah, oh, when are we going to wrestle? So Matt Riddle comes out. I'm like, oh, this will be great. Because they had a couple matches in NXT. Now, obviously, there was the, you know, the real fast one where Riddle knocks them out in five seconds. Yeah. But it is what it is. But they've had some bangers in it all. And this match just never really got going. It was, like, technically really good. Like, Hero was holding him in holds. But it was, like, nothing. It's like, nothing. I was waiting for, like, a big strike fest. And really nothing materialized. Mm. And then next thing you know, they hit a couple high spots. And then Matt Riddle hit that, like, the tombstone. But not he does that. Yeah, like, falls he, down. Yeah, and hits him on the knees. Yeah, he basically did that. I'm like, I think that's called... Know, was, oh, what are they? They have a bro name for it. Like, Bro Derek or something stupid like that. You know, like, there's the bro to sleep. And then the, and the bro mission. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, ah, you know, uh, again, by no means was it bad, but I'm like, man, I've seen these guys have way better matches. Yeah. And then, uh, and now they're hyping up Kushida's coming back. Kushida's coming back, and I have this nice video package that I show him with his family, and he moved to America to give his daughter a better life, and that's what he was doing for two months when he was off. So I was like, so Kushida comes out, I'm like, ah, I wonder who's he wrestling. And uh, some Garza guy comes out. Angel Garza, he's, he's very good. Yeah. So I was like, eh. So, no, wait, that's not the Angel Garza. Who's the guy that's feuding with uh, Leo Rush? That's Angel Garza. 
Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. It was it wasn't him. It was somebody different. So, oh, okay. Uh, I forget. I'll try to get the re results here because yeah. they edited oh. that out of Hulu NXT, so I didn't get to see that or the Chris Hero match. Basically, what happens is he's coming down the ramp, and uh, Cameron Grimes, the former Trevor Lee, comes over and double stops, and then like he can't contain you, and Cameron Grimes is like, "You're now wrestling me," and I'm like, "Oh man, I get Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes, and Kushida," and that went like about like six minutes, and I'm like, "All right, it was just really a showcase for Kushida," and I get that, but I'm like, "Ah, eh, maybe I was expecting maybe a little bit more." And then even on the AEW side, the even before the botch, the Christopher Daniels Pentagon match to me just really didn't get going. It just seemed like their timing was off. Like I can, you know, give those guys all the credit in the world, but it's like, you know, maybe if they do it again, you know, I obviously wouldn't mind seeing a rematch. Phoenix and Trent was great, and I thought Moxie and Joey Janela just to finish out the show was just okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I liked it, but yeah, I didn't think it was gonna get real crazy, but you know, it's kind of just a win for Moxie to go after Jericho. I did, I did think the Jericho promo was fantastic, though. I mean, As always. Yeah, he can't. He can basically do no wrong with the promo. But, but basically, the two best things on both the shows were both the six mans. They had obviously to start off the, the AEW show was a six man that you just talked about. And the main event of NXT was Cole, Strong, and O'Reilly versus Keith Lee, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and Donovan Dijak. Yeah. That was really, really good. And then Finn Balor did a run. And now, did you see? Did you get a chance to see the main event? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, then, then uh, when uh, Keith Lee just pops up real slowly behind the like, Undertaker, and that's like a gift what, now. Yeah, that, what a great camera shot yeah, that was. That was that, that was, was up there with the uh, uh, Kotobushi Will Ospreay when he flips out of the uh, the Frankensteiner off the top, and then like, Kotobushi's just looking back, and Will Ospreay's just standing there. So yeah, that was a great shot because it just it just uh, Keith Lee rising up. That's why, like, man, I wish Keith Lee had some type of supernatural gimmick. Because uh, he kind of comes off like this, like, unstoppable killer. But he's got, like, when he does promos, he's got, like, this sweet voice. Yeah, he sounds like like a real nice guy, you know? Like, he sounds like, like he's an R&B artist. Yeah, like he uh, takes like, his mom out for dinner every Sunday. <laughs> and he's, like, 6'4", 280. Yeah. He's, he's agile as heck. But then, of course, obviously, Balor comes in because he's got no alliance or anything. And I like how they keep calling him Prince. Obviously, Mark back yeah. his days Prince Devitt, and then they're building up the show on the on the 18th because Shayna Baszler choked out Rhea Ripley. Now Rhea Ripley was supposed to wrestle Dakota Kai, and I'm like, oh man, this would be good, you know, because obviously Dakota Kai's a new heel thing, so she'd be more aggressive. And then Rhea Ripley comes out and says, you know, you did a good job. I, I, you're the one that attacked Mia uh, Yim, so now we have you. So now Mia goes and beats up Dakota Kai. Yeah, I like, oh, Get the match. So yeah, Rhea Ripley's just... just standing in the middle of the ring, and then the, the three of the four horsewomen come out. And they basically put a beating on Rhea Ripley. Shane eventually chokes out Rhea Ripley, and then she says, "You want a title shot, Jeffrey Athlete? You're going to get it on the 18th." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, we still have the 11th." But then again, again, you saw it at the end, um, where Adam Cole is going to be defending his belt on the 18th versus the winner of the three-way with Tommaso, Balor, and Keith Lee. And yeah. I'm like, "Man, I don't know who wins that." Yeah, I could go either way. Like they had that where uh, Chamba picked up the belt at the end, and then Keith Lee standing right there. It's like, yeah, I can see any of them getting a the title shot. So. And all the matches would be great. Again, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, uh, I mean, Adam Cole is probably the performer of the year in the WWE banner. Yeah, I think I think he's the WWE wrestler of the year. So it's just like it doesn't matter. All three of those guys are great. I think maybe they'll have Lee win it, and then have and then have Adam Cole basically get his win back. That's right. Like, I think. Yeah, I think, think Keith Lee wins it because he's real hot right now. And then, but Adam Cole somehow weasels his way and uh, keeps the title. So I don't yeah. think he really went in it right quite yet. So, from a fan perspective, again, all three of those matches would be great, but I hope Ballard wins it. 
Valor told me the best match. Yeah, which which they might do, but then they might. What if uh, somebody said, what if Gargano comes out and uh, let's say, let's say Valor wins and then they have the match and that's how uh, Valor doesn't win the title then because Johnny Gargano comes back, or he comes back and keeps him from winning this three way. Either either one. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I will be tuning in as always. So, yeah, again, both shows I think were really good. Again, they, I mean, the both those six mans were great. There were some really great interviews. It's just on paper. You look at match. By no means was anything bad. It's just like, I thought that would have been a little bit better. Yeah. And I actually did, last night on YouTube, there is, you're just typing Chris Hero versus Matt Riddle. There's a WWN freebie match from Evolve. Uh, if, anybody, if anybody's like, how come Turner was down on Hero versus Riddle? Yeah, like, like that's, yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, just like, like, like go, go watch that match. Don't compare the AJ Styles versus Nakamura WWE matches to the New Japan one. So, yeah, but I thought Killian Dane versus Pete Dunne for first match, that was pretty good. And I'm not a big yeah. Killian Dane fan. I was, I was impressed with that. But then, like, there was uh, Shane versus Xylene. That was, was okay. And then I didn't even see the Forgotten Sons. They edit that out. But that's okay. I don't want to see them. They wrestled two guys from Evolve. It was yeah. Evolved. It, was, okay. it, was a, it was a squash match. And then the, the one guy in the Forgotten Sons, the guy that wasn't wrestling, took the smaller guy and chokeslammed him over the top rope. And he took a back bump on the apron. Oh, wow. Jeez. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. And then, because they kind of edit that whole part from that. And then they edited out, like, the. Uh, Matt Riddle match, and they edited out the uh, Kushida deal. I, I don't know why. Like, why don't they edit? Why do they edit all this out for Hulu? Like, it's not like just they have limited space on Hulu. Like, just leave it all in. Now I can watch the whole thing on the WWE Network, but you have to wait a full 24 hours. So I like to come from work Wednesday and, or Thursday and watch uh, NXT on Hulu because you know it's there. That's my cat meows. So, cat doing the run. Yeah, yeah, he's meowing. Uh, better than that. Uh, yeah, I thought AEW was 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 a little bit better this week overall. Yeah, I agree. Not by much. Again, both shows excellent. There has not been one show that I'm like, ah, oh, this was this is bad. Yeah. Not every show's every show's been great, and hopefully they we do see more of Chris Hero, Cassius Ono on regular. NXT yeah, when, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna talk about a guy that's been waste, just being wasted. You know, but yeah. they, hey, both shows are still they're better than Raw and SmackDown. You know, I wish they were getting the the ratings Raw and SmackDown were, and Raw and SmackDown were getting the NXT and AEW ratings. I'm actually really excited for SmackDown because I want to see what they're going to do with Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson, if they're going to, if he's going to be the bald-headed guy that he was during uh, his old yeah. or, or does he come out Bryan. and nothing's different at all? <laughs> That'd be dumb because they literally, that was the last thing you saw on SmackDown was just getting his hair ripped out. Yeah. But I mean, maybe they're like, oh, I just, I'm missing a piece of my hair. You never, you never know. You know, like, make, yeah, whatever you think's going to happen, go the exact opposite way of what would be good and that's usually what we get. <laughs> Yeah. So I will. I'll probably watch it tomorrow. As I mentioned before, I'm going to the movies. Get some food. I'm going to go see tonight. Jeez, I don't know any movies that are even out. <laughs> I'm totally I'm out of it. What are I'm you going seeing? To see Frozen two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did yeah. see the it's cereal is out. So I did hear a song from that playing in the one grocery store, and I said, I feel bad for anyone that has to go see that movie. That'll be me. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of that stuff. So like, I won't watch. Obviously, I'm not going to watch that thing by myself. Yeah. Obviously. When it when when we have Lily for the weekend, which has been a lot of weekends as of late, which is uh, because you know it's the holidays. Yeah. Amber really really wanted to see it, and I said Let, let's do it. So obviously, like I enjoy like Toy Story movies, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna watch it by myself. Yeah, and like it I when think I'm with the two of them. I wouldn't mind maybe the story, but this I cannot stand the singing. Once I can't stand a second of that singing. Please don't sing. Like give me give me the on the edited non singing version. <laughs> That's because you want to hear Anthrax. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear uh, good music. I can't stand. Much, I, was, I was in a store. Right, and the clerk comes over. She's wearing an anthrax coat, and wow. I go, "What's your favorite anthrax song?" She goes, "Oh, there's so many of them." <laughs> I said, "Which one do you like?" She's like, "And I can tell by the. I mean, I'm very good at yeah. facials. I don't right? know and this band like, at all." Oh. I said, "Well, just give me, give me, a, just give me a couple of them." 
It's like, oh, I really don't. I said, Cotton Amash. She's like, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Metal Crash and Mad. That's really good. She's like, well, I said, how does like, one song go? You think it's just, ah, I don't know. I said, oh, I said, I said, and then I threw out, I said, I like only. That's probably my favorite song. She's like, yeah, that's a good one too. I go, what about Paranoid? She's like, yeah, that one's one. And then I'm like, all right. You no, know, I said, so I just gave her my mind. I said, all right, just put that in a bag. I was just like, half a good demo. No idea. Yeah, so someone she just found a, a coat somewhere. Yeah, probably her ex-boyfriend. Oh, so. man. You know, if I had a, a band shirt and I didn't know anything, I, I don't think I'd wear it. I'd be like, oh, it looks really cool. But then maybe check it out. I wouldn't just wear it just to, you know. I got out public. Yeah, like, that'd be like me wearing a, an Eagles jacket. And people are like, hey, how about the Eagles? But I, I can't even name one guy on the team. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I know they're in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. I guess really all, all we gotta talk about is power and impact before we get to that and I'm gonna try to see if I can squeeze this in once a week uh, last week I talked about how I was watching some a couple years ago from Ring of Honor stuff I actually watched the entire show from 2012 Best in the World and oh, I'm wow. gonna kinda go to over quick highlights now I did now the main event was Kevin Steen defending the ROH title against Davey Richards now he beat Davey Richards a couple months ago uh, prior to this show for the belt so this was a no disqualification match what I do remember this show for was this was the breakout show of Adam Cole. Adam Cole was teaming with Kyle O'Reilly when they first brought him in. They were Future Shock, and they were really, really good together. They had, like, a hybrid rules match where it was basically kind of... It was, uh, you know, by knockout submission, uh, you can't harm the official, you need to respect your opponent. And I do remember, I've seen this match maybe about six times. If it's on YouTube, I have to send it to you. So what happens is they both do like a double boot to the face and mm-hmm. Adam Cole gets like three of his teeth smashed out of his mouth and his lip gets cut open. And he's like like blood pouring Ugh. out of his mouth. Now, so when it's pouring out of his mouth, it's going literally to the middle of his chest. So it's like, it's a cool visual. And they just keep going back and forth and, there's, and Kyle Riley's like slapping him. And when he is, all the blood's like coming all over the place. And then Adam Cole fires up, hit him with a whole bunch of things and then puts him in a figure four and like that's the finish. And I just remember like, that being the breakout match for both of them, more or less Adam Cole. Yeah. So I was like, that's right, that's on this show. So now we get to the main event, and here's what I want to talk about. It was like, like it was no rules, like Carino interferes, Jimmy Jacobs interferes, Jim Cornette's trying to get the belt off uh, hmm. off Kevin Steen, you know, like Dave Richards is this guy, blah, blah, blah. So David Richards, now, now Davey's supposed to be the babyface, and Kevin's supposed to be the heel. But Kevin is so over, and Davey, like, always gets cheered, especially in New York, because he's so good. Because he's wrestling steam, he gets like, he's more or less like the tweener. But as the match is going back and forth, you know, where they're both getting cheered, but like, Steen gets a ton of streamers, you know, the chant, you know, kill Steen, kill yada yada. Steen eventually wins with a package pile driver, and then he gets on the microphone. This is what I want to talk about. He gets on the microphone, and he says, Davey, I have to apologize, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm not going to yeah. say the swear words that he said. He says, I have to apologize to you because. I became something, in order for me to get a title shot against you and to get another match against you, I had to become something I hate, and that's a hypocrite. And he's just like, I do think that you're the best wrestler in the world because you put the time in. He's like, but, however, I don't want, I, I don't, and you're not a hypocrite. He's like, and I'm not a hypocrite. You know who's a hypocrite? He points to Cornette and he goes, you're a hypocrite. He's like, because you always talk about the sport of professional wrestling, do you keep everybody down, yada, yada, yada. And I know like a lot of that was a, a lot of that stuff he was saying was a shoot, um, just for you know the stuff that I knew from the people that were still there at Ring of Honor. And obviously, you know, you can go on YouTube and the two of the two of them talk about each other all the time. Anywho, so he goes, You know who the biggest hypocrites are? And he goes, You are the fans. He goes, All you all the fans do for every major Ring of Honor champion and every talent you guys turn on. He's like, You guys have turned on 
he points to Davy because you turned down Davy at the end of his at the end of his uh, Tyler run. He's like, you guys turned cheered for Tyler Black, and as soon as he won the belt, you turned on him. Now Nigel McGuinness at this point is retired. And he's doing commentary because he's like he's the quote unquote matchmaker. Yeah. And he goes and he points at Nigel and he goes, I know you have your head down. And you don't want to admit this to the fans. He's like, but they turned on you too. And I and I was there. And I'm like, yeah, they really turned on Nigel. His arms were shot. His shoulders were shot. He couldn't lift it. There's a there's a, a famous story that he was on. He was coming. I think it was the New York show. He wrestled Kenta where he was on a plane and he had to ask somebody to put his luggage up because he couldn't put his arms above his head, oh, not his right or his left, because both his biceps were blown out. Wow. He said they turned on you, and he goes, he points at Kerry Silk, and he goes, you kept the company alive six months ago when I went to go package pile drive you, all these people cheered. So he looks at the crowd, he goes, you know what? You're not going to turn on me because I'm going to turn on you. And they're all chanting, yes, yes, yes. He's like, you know what? He goes, you guys chant for Daniel Bryan, or Brian Daniels. Now, this is 2012, so this is like when the yes movement's like at its peak. Because you chant for Brian Danielson. And Mike Kanellis was our, Mike Bennett was obviously on the show. He was married to Maria Kanellis, who CM Punk used to date. So, um, whenever they're in the smart towns, they chant CM Punk throughout his entire match. Because <laughs> you guys chant for Brian Danielson, you chant for CM Punk. He's like, you think these guys remember you? He's like, so I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. He goes, I'm going to turn on you. And they keep chanting his name. And he goes, boy, he goes, you guys just don't get it, do you? He's like, you guys are like a beaten wife that just comes back to the husband. And he's just like, and so I, I, so then he, you know, he swears a couple times, throws the microphone down, please. I'm sitting there thinking, man, if Punk comes back, obviously they're teasing Seth and Punk. The money matches, oh, and Steen and Punk, just based on the promo abilities. Yeah, I can see that. That's what just I mean the match is great. The whole show I watched the whole show they did the uh, Finley versus Elgin. The whole show was great, but I was just like, I gotta talk about this on the podcast. I think just on the promos alone, if Punk's gonna come back, Seth's not the guy to work, it's Kevin. Yeah, because the, the, the promos would be better with, with Kevin Owens than yeah, Seth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean the match, the match might be well, Seth. I mean the match would probably be about even. I don't know. I mean but Seth's Seth's really good, but then so's Kevin Owens, so I don't know what would be the better match there. Yeah, you're right. It would probably would be even, but at the same time, the promos leading up to were better with Kevin. Yeah, be more crowd, there'd be more crowd. Kevin. Yeah, so there'd be more. The, the overall program would be better with Kevin Owens. I mean, you know, there it is, Mark. You said it. Overall program. Yeah, is better there with we Kevin go. Owens, but so. hey, I'd like see. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get there. I'm focused on wrestle eventually. So, yeah, I think we'll get there. So speaking of getting there, NWA Power. Then uh, the last episode before the pay per view. I heard we had new tag champs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the worst kept secret in wrestling. So episode nine of NWA Power, the main event was uh Rock and Roll Express taking on the wild cards and the Rock and Roll Express <laughs> picks up the victory and they're the nine time NWA tag team champions. So that's crazy. It, it was actually a pretty good match and then Ricky got the the roll up on I believe Tom Latimer and they won the title and then Jim Cornette was celebrating with them. So at the pay per view I believe the wild card gets a uh, rematch at the, at the Rock and Roll Express, which is next uh, next Saturday night. But it was it was a pretty good show. There was also uh, the former Damon Sandow, Aaron Stevens, was wrestling Ricky Starks, and they like distracted the ref, and then uh, like Sandow pretended he was hurt, and then question mark with the most over guy, and then the VA comes in, hits the karate super throat chop thing, and then uh, Damon Sandow just pins uh, Ricky Starks. <laughs> and then, have you have you seen uh, Aaron Stevens at all? What he's wearing in NWA? I see pictures of it. Yeah, he has like flesh colored tights, so it looks like he's naked. Even the commentary is like, it looks like all he's wearing is blue knee pads and boots. Like, just for heat. Like, he is really good at getting the crowd heat. So, that that was the only two matches, and then they had uh, pretty good promos from both James Storm 
and uh, Nick Aldis because they're going to have their two out of three falls uh, world championship match at, at Into the Fire. And they got to each pick a, a referee for the for the first fall and the second fall. And then they said if it if there needs a third fall, which I'm sure there will be, they, <laughs> they will flip a coin and then that referee will ref the, the third fall. So for the first fall, James Storm picked uh, Dave Hebner's son. I think his name's Brian. Brian Hebner? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nick Aldis picked Tim Storm, who on the first NWA power, he beat Tim Storm. If he beat Tim Storm, he could never have a title shot against like, oh, so... I'm sure there might be a little turn there from Tim Storm because they're they're building up like Tim Storm's doing like he doesn't know what to do now he can't get a world title shot and he's like they have like as like he's all about his mom and everything so I'm I would assume Tim Storm turns and, and somebody said well, what if Tim Storm turns and he says that James Storm is his son and that's why I helped him out I'm like oh there we go but it was it was another good episode of NWA and they're the power uh, I don't think there's one next week. Because obviously the pay-per-view, maybe they have like a highlight package or just promo, whatever. And then after the uh, the um, the pay-per-view, I think they tape on Wednesday and Tuesday. And then that Wednesday, then it will be the first episode of the new uh, NWA Power after the pay-per-view. So, I do to have it. the card here. It's uh, Nick Aldis versus James Storm. I guess it's two or three falls mm-hmm. for the uh, heavyweight title. Ashley Vox and Allison K versus Melina and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Or, or Marty Belly, that he said any two of the three. It's at the, this, now, this is right from the fight.tv. Oh, really? Oh, maybe, uh, maybe they, yeah, they officially yeah. announced that, yeah. There's a triple threat for the NWA uh, national title. Aaron Stevens, Ricky Stark, and obviously Coco Man is the champion. Ken Anderson versus Eli Drake. Mm-hmm. The Wild Cards versus the Rock and Roll Express. And Trevor Murdoch versus your favorite wrestler of all time, The Question. <laughs> the Question Mark, the super, the super over guy. So The show's looking pretty good. I, I would like to watch I have unfortunately, I have a show. And I don't know if you can buy it on, uh, if you buy it on Fight, if you can watch it after the fact. You can. I know oh, really? all the Ring of Honor shows you can. I'm actually loading into the Fight app right now. Oh, yeah, wow. I know, don't I know do that. All, yeah, all the shows, because it says the unlimited free, I, I just want to make sure. It's, it's 19.99, and then, let's see, there. there's the lineup. And, yeah, and the day of is like 25. It's unlimited replays on it. So. Oh, okay. I have to check yeah, that out. Yeah, it has to start right here. And, yeah, I included unlimited replay. So what you do is, if you have the fight app, which I implore everybody to get the fight app. So you download the fight app and just you just search for NWA the fight. It's one of the first things that's on there. Mm-hmm. And then all you do is you hit the buy button and you put in your credit card or PayPal, whatever. And then obviously when you come home from your show, you just go on the fight app. And I think you can't get it on the PlayStation. You can get it on the Fire Stick. I don't know yeah, it's not on PlayStation stick. for some reason. You think it would be? Because I mean, fight's getting pretty big. Yeah, hopefully eventually goes on there because I can't get it on my PlayStation Three. I can't get. I think so many WWE Network is down on the PlayStation Three as well. So. Yeah. But anywho, so or I can watch it on my iPad and just uh, kick it over to the Google Chrome. Anywho, so then yeah, so then you just load up the uh, the Fight TV app and it's actually really fast. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can do it now. I just clicked on it now. It does say unli- included unlimited replays because I, I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm gonna buy it and then lose the twenty dollars. I know the day if it's twenty five, which no, no big deal. I pay twenty five, but uh, yeah, I'm kind, I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know, and I hope it does well. I want every, I want the way to do well. So. Well, there you go. Well, next week we we, we will review the no, we'll we'll, we'll preview, preview. I guess. Yeah, we we'll pick up the winners. I will preview yeah. final battle. You will preview NWA Power. And then maybe tomorrow, if I can find a stream, Tito Ortiz, the Huntington Beach bad boy, is fighting Alberto Del Rio. Oh, okay. Wow. How about that? Now, Alberto Del Rio has fought in Pride before where he's gotten destroyed by guys like Mirko Krokop and Fedor Emilianko when he was Dos Caras and he was fighting a, a legit With fight the mask. mask. Yeah. Now, so, uh, uh, what, what promotion is this for? 
This is for uh, just some random like one-off promotion that Tito basically keeps doing. Okay. He's uh, he's kind of drawn a little bit of money. Now Tito's like like was like the first megastar at the UFC, and he I'm a huge fan of Tito Ortiz, and I have a buddy of mine who lives in Vegas who helps train professional fighters, and whenever Tito comes in there, and he does he does like a lot of the cardio, a lot of the stretching stuff. He said that he's worked out with Tito. He's been in the gym with Tito like a half a dozen times and the guy is just super down to earth like you know guy doesn't have a big head about himself but Tito was on Stone Cold's podcast about two weeks ago promoting the fight and Tito is going to get, bring in one of his UFC belts and Alberto Del Rio is going to bring in one of his, his WWE heavyweight title belts and they're going to basically going to have a title match so that was like part of the stick in the contract so hmm. so it's not it's not UFC it's not WWE but those belts are going to be on the line <laughs> and I'm wondering if they're going to be uh, if it's just going to be exchanged backstage or if they're going to be video distorted like Jack Tunney did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you can see the belt, but you can't really make it out. But I definitely do want to see that. I'm going to see if I, I don't, I think it's like 30 or $40. I don't want to pay just just for that one fight. Yeah. I do have the Gears TV, but I understand, and that usually has the pay-per-view, but when I understand they're shutting that down. So, um, but I'll get into, I'll see. I mean, I'll see if I can find it and I'll, I'll watch and I can kind of I'm sure it'll probably leak one way or another. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. But, uh, yeah, so, but I'll get into Impact. Impact started off crazy hot. Started with, right from the get-go, we started with Eddie Edwards versus Brian Cage. I'm like, man, this is like a pay-per-view main event. This mm-hmm. is the first match on Impact. So about eight, nine minutes in, Michael Ellen comes in, beats up both guys, double DQ. I'm like, ah, you know what? As much as I would have liked to see a winner there, now it's like a three-way feud with probably like three of the best, you know, overall uh, wrestlers in the promotion. So then they come back from commercial and they say, this is now a three-way, it's a triple threat match. I'm like, no, even better. Elgin winds up getting the win with the Elgin bomb on Eddie Edwards, and I hit the pause button on my DVR, 34 minutes really? in the opening segment. Wow. I'm like, that's a, over a quarter of the show. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. It works for me. Yeah. You know, if, that's, if that's what they're going to do, hey, it works for me. And then oh, uh, Josh Matthews gets in the ring and says about how ODB hit her food truck on fire so they're going to do a benefit show for her and then OVD came out and I'm like oh this is really nice she hasn't been on TV in like three years yeah. I don't know when she's retired because they did say she hasn't been on Impact in like two, two and a half three years so that was nice that they brought her out they're doing a, they're doing a, a benefit show for her then of course Ty Valkyrie comes out you know they got it set he got it's, it's, it's wrestling so we, we got to make something real life and angle brother and yeah. that turns out that's going to be your main event of the show they did a mock practice press conference with Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan and Sammy Callahan kept saying because they didn't show any press they just showed like yeah they just showed like the podium and the contract signing and the officials there but now when Sammy when is that impact pay-per-view is it this month or is it next month it's I believe the second Sunday in it's called Hard to Kill I want to say it's the 12th or 21st I'm on the lookup let's see here so yeah while you're looking that up so basically Sammy it was a really cool press conference for like it got like real physical with the two of them and Sammy Callahan kept saying kept like swearing and they kind of leave it out and Tessa got up in his face so I was like they're doing a good job building that up they did P.D. Williams versus Johnny Swinger which uh, wasn't really any good not that I think it was supposed to because I think they're just doing the, the Swinger gimmick that he stuck in the 90s so uh, that's basically uh, it was what it was they did a six-man tag with Ace Austin and Reno Snug versus the Rascals, where Ace Austin was trying to was continued to hit on Trey Miguel's mom. Uh, Ace Austin got the win on a distraction roll-up, and then the main event was ODB and Taya Valkyrie. And you know Taya Valkyrie, she's fantastic, and ODB's a legend. But uh, let's just say the less to say about this, the better. So it was like like literally like your opening segment. 
was by far the best, and then it slowly kept going downhill. Then once we got to hour two, it went downhill pretty fast. Oh. And I was like, man, this was a great show. Maybe they just flip-flopped it, but I still think that was really cool of Impact to do that really cool thing for for, for ODB. Yeah, so, that, that is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. kudos to them. Even though the match, by all means, it was like, uh, just get to the finish, just get to the finish. So yeah, it was well. non-title, ODB went over, and then Taya attacked ODB, and then Jordan Grace came down from the save to set up for their match, which will probably be on the paper, which I'm really looking forward to. Mm, yeah, and I pulled up his January 12th, and there's three matches announced. Obviously, so Sammy Callahan defending against Tessa Blanchard, Brian Cage versus Rob Van Dam, and Ace Austin defending against Trey Miguel. So that's only three oh. matches announced so far. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to do Taya Valkyrie and Jordan Grace, and... I believe the the North versus uh, the Rascals. Oh, okay. Is, uh, that's what I'm assuming because they won a four way I think two or three weeks ago. So. Okay, yeah, I'm clicking on that. Says that was Wikipedia. Now it says yeah, there is official tie of Opry versus Jordan Grace because his knockout titles match has been announced. Well, there you go. Oh, here we go. Oh. We, may, we may have another one here as I as that ad comes up. Yeah. The, oh no, it just says to be says the North versus to be determined for the Impact Tag Team titles. That's what I'm assuming that'll be. But however, I could be mistaken. Oh, there was this awful pro. Like Rob Van Dam's a heel now, mm-hmm. so he comes out with KD Form, and they basically just make out in the ring. Oh god! He's like, everybody's been stealing my moves for 20 years, and I don't get any credit for it. And then it was just, and they kept like he would say something like real monotone, wasn't getting any heat, and then like they would make out, and then he'd say something, and make out, and then. Tommy Dreamer came down, and then Rhino came down, and like that a ma- at the match for next week. Dreamer, I'm sorry, it's Van Dam versus Rhino with Tommy Dreamer as a special guest referee. Mm. But that one just dragged down a, a you know long time as well. I was like, oh man, you started to show off with such a bang, and it was just I don't know, it yeah. like a lot of it was missing. Kind of fell missing. flat then. Yeah, that happens so. a lot of times. But still, I mean, Impact, it sounds like, overall, it's still a fun show to watch. Great show. Like, yeah. that, like, the opening segment was 34 minutes, and I'm like, yes, more of this, please. Yeah, definitely. Better uh, better than a 15-minute Baron Corbin promo. <laughs> yeah. And plus, everybody hates Austin. Not only is he getting a paycheck from that, he's also one of their champions. Yeah, that, awesome. yeah that is great. And he's, and he's fantastic. His character over there is great. Yeah, which I, I, I've only seen it in pictures, but he looks he looks like he's, he's doing really good. So, good for him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into the top five? That's it. Cause, like, it's a light week for wrestling, but next week there, we got those three pay-per-views and uh, whatever happens on Raw and SmackDown and AW and NXT. So next week will be a much more heavier week for wrestling. And if you guys are really nice to me this uh, this, this next week, I'll review Frozen 2 for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, maybe it'll be really good. Who knows? I don't know. I've never seen the first one. All I know is Elsa and... Uh, uh, Anna. Oh, okay. No, I'm trying to think of the, the, the don't tell me. Just the snowman guy has a name, and it's, uh, oh, I, I, don't, I did know it, but I don't know it anymore. <laughs> I Olaf. Oh, Olaf. yeah, Olaf. Yes, yes, Olaf. So, that's I'm hoping this movie ends with they take Elsa to the Professor Xavier School for the Gifted. <laughs> yeah, you're a mutant, basically, Elsa. She's basically Iceman. <laughs> oh, okay. You are a mutant. And that, there's a crossover because Disney owns it all. There it is. Yeah. There it is. No, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoy stuff. Yeah. You know, I used to watch that stuff with my sister when I was uh, when I was a wee lad, and it's something I I've watched with shared with Lily, and, and Amber really enjoys it as well. So, uh, you know, it's it's I'm excited. Now, granted, I it, I won't be near nowhere near as excited as I will be two weeks ago to Star Wars. Yes. But. Did you buy your tickets already? I did not. Did you? How about uh, Mandalorian? Anything? Have you watched anything with that? No, because I, I don't have the Disney app yet. And I did find out that you cannot get, you cannot add Disney Plus if you already have Hulu. You have to cancel and start again. And the only way is that it's 
to get the package, excuse me, to get the package deal is you'd have to have the Hulu with with commercials. I have the Hulu without commercials, and it's like, oh well, why don't you just dump the one and get their one? But like my Hulu, I have it like I have all my shows saved and all that stuff, and then when the new one comes up, it comes right up in the front, and you can like shows and dislike shows, so it gives you suggested stuff, and I would have to start all over. So I'm like. I don't really want to do that. So eventually when the Marvel shows come out, I'll just, I'll just get regular Disney Plus and say the hell with the, the bundle. Unless they figure out some way to do that better. That's the only downfall. I'm like, why can't I just add it to my current Hulu package for an additional six ninety nine? you know? But, what a rib. Yeah, I know. So they'll, they'll figure that out eventually because it's, you know, it's only been out for, what, a month? <laughs> but I, I didn't watch yeah. anything. I know Baby Yoda is blowing up. It's all over. The memes are all over. There's now shirts. There's bootleg shirts. There's a... Uh, Mod figures coming yeah. out. Someone made a crochet baby. It looked really cool. It's like, how to make your own? I was like, I don't think I could do that. But, uh, yeah, he's going all... It seems to be one of the only Star Wars things that people... That everyone is saying good things about. The only negative thing is some idiot said, why did the, the only one girl in the village knew how to shoot a gun was a girl? Like, well, what's the difference of a girl or a guy? What, what does it matter? So, other than that, yeah. uh, you know how Star Wars fans are. They're mad no matter what. They're terrible. They're the... You know, they... Chris Jerk always says, Kiss fans, wrestling fans, and Star Wars fans, they like and love everything. Yeah. But, but the Star Wars fans are the most annoying of Oh, my Disney, God, yeah. Disney ruined the trilogy. I'm going to boycott this movie. Oh, this this doesn't exist in my universe. Okay, great. Don't go, don't go see it. Man. Yeah, go write your own story. alone. Yeah. Enjoy, I enjoyed The Last Jedi. I loved Force Awakens. I thought, you know, I enjoyed Rogue One. I enjoy all this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's like I said, I was posted on some board of like, if Ray in the new one, if Ray dies, they'll be mad. If she lives, they'll be mad. If she turns bad, they'll be mad. If she stays good, they'll be mad. It's like there's no pleasing everybody. No matter what happens, nope. they, they can't they can't please everybody. They just can't. The, the Kylo Ren thing is going to because everyone's like, oh, he's gonna he's going to betray the uh, the Empire, or the, uh, the the Fallen Order, whatever that the, the, the new deal stable is over there. He's gonna join Ray, and I'm like, well, if he does that, the people are gonna be mad. Like, well, he killed Harrison Ford, Hansel, and his dad, and all of a sudden we forgive him. But then if he doesn't turn, he'll be like, well, Ray tried to turn him for two movies, and he never did, so she failed. So it's just like, uh, you, you're going to complain either way, where I'm going to wealthily pay for my ticket probably a few times to go see it, um, and I'm going to thoroughly enjoy it. Now, now so. my friends bought tickets, I will be seeing it on the Friday. So I know, I think someplace that comes out Wednesday, and they, we got tickets on Friday. So I'll have to avoid the spoilers for two days. Well, maybe day and a half. Yeah, like hopefully people will be respectful. They were for Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah, because what happens? You know, there's always them people, but looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Want to top five this and take this baby home? Sure. So I, I gotta go. My, we've never done this. It's a pretty creative one. Give me your top five chants in wrestling, and they could be for a wrestler or for you know whatever, whatever people fans that chant. Uh, ECW. Okay. ROH. Match of the year. Anytime anybody chants CM Punk at something that's <laughs> terrible that's going on TV, yeah. CM Punk is my boy, and uh, you're going to get your bleeping head kicked no. in. Okay, yes, that was one of my favorites. So that is on my list as well, the, the Daniel Bryan, Bryan, yeah, Bryan Danielson, Bryan Danielson with the clap. Right. So you still remember that? So that that's on my list. I, I take the ECW, AEW, anytime they chant a uh, company's letters. I like that. Um... I like that when they sing Zack Saber Jr. Oh, Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the, the holy ass word, and then it, it's overused, but when it's used in the right time, this is awesome. It's a great chant, and it makes wrestlers feel good. It makes me feel good. So I know, and when the guys are really busting their ass in there, they're probably like, "All right, we got them." Yeah, 
I agree with you 110 percent. When you're out there busting your tail and they do ten, this is awesome. I can feel like it's yeah, it's, know, a, it's a it's thank you. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah, I totally totally agree with you, and it's it's worth a lot more than that envelope that the promoter screws you on after. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Lighthouse tonight, another brother. Story, <laughs> yeah. Another story for another time. My top five, sir. I, you're gonna enjoy this one. Something a little different. I usually go rock and roll wrestling or comic book mm-hmm. give me your top five all-time favorite howard stern people oh and it can't be, it can't be howard it can't be robin it can't be fred so anybody in the whack pack anybody that's worked with them or you can even say you know a guest that's been on oh okay so wow this, it was so. this is easy you can just go there so i'm gonna say Artie. he, he was great right. and then i'm gonna say beetlejuice of course that, yes. uh bigfoot bigfoot it is um then i'll go with uh um, underdog lady, <laughs> and then oh, that's a good one. yeah, and then what? I got one more, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Richard Christie. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> you missed the big, you missed the big one. I, Obviously, beat, you know, yeah, beat all day, every day. Number one with the bullet, Bob Bowie, R- Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie. I did Bowie. forget about Ronnie. Bob Bowie. Yeah, and then I gotta go with Eric. Uh, midget, and oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that crackhead Bob, uh, Angry Alice, <laughs> uh, Jackie. Yeah, yeah, Jack, Jackie. Jackie. Even Jackie some of the people that work with him now, um, uh, Brent, <laughs> the whole uh, Brent's wife thing. JD. Yeah, Sal. <laughs> so JD. Oh, yeah, 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 there's a lot there. That's why I was like, you, you automatically will put Howard, Robin, and Fred. Yeah. In. I mean, it's been their deals. So that's not just disqualified the three of them. Yeah, even when John Hine comes on, he's pretty good, and he just had Hillary Clinton on this week. How about that? I just saw. I literally, I'm literally this morning while I was waiting for something. I was just, I got the, I said, hey, there's no way she went on that show. Yeah. And I saw like the first like 15 minutes of it. And I was just like, wow. What a world, eh? <laughs> Hillary Clinton on Howard Stern. I listened to some of it. It's a lot of politic talk, which I've kind of zoned out on. But he, she was talking about when she met Bill and how they went on dates and stuff. So Howard didn't go into his usual, like, well, how big is Bill's, you know. <laughs> but, uh. The, the, a little tiny bit, so I mean, it was it was all right, but it wasn't really an interview for me. But hey, what what a, what a big score for Howard! Yeah, he's still the man. Mm-hmm. Still the man. All right, sir. Well, let's. Uh, I'll get my plugs. Episode seventy-eight, guys. It's the holiday season. Nothing says I love you more than some branch chain amino acids. There's some pre-workout. There's some creatine and the best stuff. Five percent nutrition.com. M Turner in the uh, the discount code box. Save yourself fifteen percent. You guys want to get a hold of me at all? If you guys want to tell me about how much you're loving Grant Morrison's Green Lantern Run or yeah. Morrison, oh by all means, guys, hit, hit, hit us up on the Facebook, or, uh, on the uh, the Twitter and the, the Instagram. I'm Matt underscore Turner OF, and uh, Andy Hatter, I'm going to tag you in and uh, you can let them know where they can reach you at and yell at you for not loving Grant Morrison. Yeah, if, they, if, they, if that's what you so choose. Or you agree with me that Marauders is a very good book and maybe your favorite X-Men book currently, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Andy Header. That's very easy to find. And if you want one of them blue and gold t-shirts, we still got blue ones and black ones and a couple of the faded ones, but I think we're only in medium and maybe a small. So, still got shirts. So, if you want a shirt, just hit us up. And, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I always, always forget. Check out another podcast that I'm on, take part of, Tornado Tag Podcast, where we had an announcement from Ryan Vox that Outbreak Wrestling will be returning in the new year, and they have six days announced, and the first one is uh, February 18th in Temple, PA. So looking forward to that, and I will be on that show. So check out that podcast, and also check out Not Cool in High School, where we talk about all kinds of dorky stuff, too. So that's a fun one. We didn't really have a topic this week. And then, uh, you know, you already listened to this one, so thanks for subscribing to this one, because it means a lot. And until next time, episode 78... I already used it into the fire, so I don't know what to use for this one, but we'll catch you next time.